This is Fam Electric Ghost, and we are live on our Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook channels. And we have Blue or Blue It Up. And we talked to her before when we have when we still have our Anchor FM audio podcast. And this these video podcasts actually get translated into audio only, and they go still go to Spotify, they still go to Apple and nine other platforms. But now we're doing this thing where we're actually live. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, and we're on Facebook. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so we've got your latest, one of your latest uh, videos. It's a collaboration between uh, what, G Mogley? Is that how you say it? Well, his name is Gmo, but since my name is Baloo, we thought it'd be funny if he was G Mowgli. Okay, <laughs> <And> Baloo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is a collaboration and we're actually going to play this video in its entirety which is really more like a music like lyric type video, but it's um, not a, a full video, but we like to do this new thing on the, the video podcast. We're able to um, have people listen to the artist before we talk. And so we think that's a good idea because then it gives people a, a, a good idea of what the music is about before we start getting into it. So that's, cool. that's what we're going to do. And just hold a second. We're going to get into that and start. All the profit is that nonsense. I'm here to get another docket. I'm like, fuck it. I'ma team up and see what it do. This is now giving me Nati and Baloo. This is all that we do. Hit banger after banger, heart breaks, 808s. And I think your life in danger, my God. How the hell this become my job? Yeah, I just go out to sit back and watch. Yeah. I really don't know. I'm a life out of control. Rolling up on that draw, I'm cruising up with the fofo. I really don't know. I'm a life out of control. Rolling up on that draw, I'm cruising up with the fofo. Yeah, I better, better pump it up. Yeah, I feel a little better, get a pop the trunk. If you really want to get it, I'm going to have to dump it. Don't need to jump it. Niggas that you want to bring it up, man. Enough, enough, man. To tear it up. Yeah, the tiny shrug. Must be the beat of the new one, son. You can never really, really, really fuck the sun. I'm the best man at your girl's wet. Best stripper on nigga mountain. Don't buy anything you sell. I'm here to pipe and do all the welding. I'm a fly, don't you forget it. Lock like this, you know you dread it. I'm the shit, I got this. You know that you can't stop this. It's awesome, we lost it. Don't you play a awesome. I'm here to let you think around. That a motherfucker really bossin' I got here with all the group Lift up with you, no roof Watch the make another beggar with the arms of a loon And it's all that we do, I'm doing great, motherfucker Poppin' bottles, sippin' drink, motherfucker Another shot of smokin' dank, motherfucker Middle finger with a gang, motherfucker Doing great, motherfucker Poppin' bottles, sippin' drink, motherfucker
got the control. Rolling up on that drone, cruising up with the popo. So that song, I can guess uh, what the title is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's interesting. Um, so let me let me get back into our um, our our our, our conversation. But um, so so you, you've been working on new music, and we've got another song um, that we can show up later. But but the thing is, like, you were going to school before. Did you finish um, the school you were working on or did that because of COVID, we hadn't talked to you? What, what happened with all that? I'm still in school. I've done two semesters so far. So, so still, did that, yeah, yeah, did that change how you do the school compared to because of what happened with the pandemic? Yeah, I'm doing everything online, which is everything. actually cool for me. because It works I'm, for you. <laughs> yeah, it's easier. Yeah, yeah. Some people like, like I'm a total online, like, character you know everything i do is totally online so when the pandemic came it really didn't change what i do <laughs> same um, but like the cool thing about electronic music is that because it's like all computers and all kinds of equipment you, and a lot of it is like you can do it by yourself except when you collaborate but even then a lot of collaborations i've talked to djs and producers and they're like worldwide i've talked to guys working in australia and somebody's in new york you know, yeah. <laughs> so they never even met. You know, they just did everything on the net. So, is that is that like an issue for you? Do you need to actually be face to face when you're working with somebody, or can you do it like online? Um, actually, all my collabs that I've done so far are all done online. So, okay. But... So you never had a situation like a traditional like rock bands and stuff that where they are always like together face to face. No. Your, all your work was more like you've been able to handle it. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Maybe talk about the the song "Motherfucker." Right? That's, that's the song you're <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so 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 talk about how that came about and um, how did you you uh, meet your collaborator and how did you guys work together to put that together and maybe talk about it? Okay. Um, so I met Gmo like about a year ago, maybe. Um, 
I think he randomly added me on Facebook or maybe it was Instagram. I can't remember how we met, but um, he raps, obviously. And he kept saying that we should collab. And I kept like basically being like, okay, yeah, but not doing anything about it. <laughs> and then one day he was like, do you have anything that you've done that like you just haven't found a vocalist for? And I was like, actually. So I sent him that. And um, like oh, a few hours time. later, he got on it and sent me back the vocals and i was like all right wow. <laughs> cool wow. so you already had some tracks and then you sent them and then he just uh, freestyled or had something he went to put on top of it yeah <laughs> it was yeah, pretty easy <laughs> that's pretty cool because like i've done collaborations like that where um you know i had something already and then somebody i was working with they had some idea and they might have heard me and then they liked my vibe. So I guess like he liked your vibe and he wanted to work with you, right? Yeah. So the, yeah, because that's was one thing it seems like in hip hop today, people are trying to get into working with like EDM producers or working with trance and trap and, you know, guys like me who are more like old school, like progressive people. And there's a lot of kind of cross genre going on. There is. <laughs> and it's cool, I guess, when you're working like the way you're doing electronic music is you know, you can create like totally new stuff, you know, it's like your own vision of what you want to do. So maybe talk about like what you want to do in music, like what's your goal for your sound? Man, um, I don't really have a good answer for that. Um, basically, my sound, I guess I've been told that it's not really one sound, <laughs> that I just kind of do what I want. And I guess that pretty much sums it up. It yeah, just depends cool. like if I'm in the mood to make what you feel like. <laughs> yeah. If I'm like, okay, let's do something with hip hop, then I might hit up somebody for that. Or I just did one that um it's uh kind of a rock vibe, but it's rock, still rock. EDM. <laughs> but but you that had like more, more, so when you say rock vibe, you like you're probably more like guitar or distortion or heavier kind of heavy metal type stuff. Yeah, it's like um, I'd say it was. It sounds kind of I don't know if you'd call it alternative or, oh, but <laughs> but yeah, it's got like guitars and drums and um, oh. yeah, but it also has a lot of um, synths in it too. So 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 like when you put something like together, is that is that from doing clips or are you actually working with like some other people to get that guitar sound? Um, I don't know anybody that plays guitar, so I usually just use a sample I come across from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I did with this one. Um, the guitars that were in Fundamentally Mental with Chance the Closer, that one he had the the guitar samples for that one, so that's where we got those. <laughs> but, yeah, because like today, there's so many ways to get things. You know, you can you can sample, you can you can use synthesizers to create your own lines because some of them can actually replicate guitars. Yeah. Um, like a lot of the stuff I do is like, I, I'm a frustrated guitar player. I never learned how to do <laughs> it, but I know how to play keyboards. So I found ways to make my sense actually play original guitar chords and leads and stuff. And so That's then cool. I can, I don't have to sample, I can just write them, you know, but that, that kind of helps me with what I'm trying to do is like this kind of old school, kind of inspired by bands like Yes and Genesis. So they were all over the map in terms of progressive rock. But it seems like like you it's cool what you're doing. It's kind of like this idea of of expansive sound is because you can do hip hop, you can do rock, 
you could do industrial, you could do, you know, trap, you could do whatever, you know, so you're saying like, however you feel when you want to record, you just do whatever you're feeling that day. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to everything. Um, and I don't know, I guess I never wanted to be one of those, like, I just do one thing people. So I just kind of, yeah, yeah. Just do what I, I want. <laughs> well, you think about EDM and there's a certain structure to it and there's the drop and you can get stuck in it. You know, there's some people that they, they just, okay, well, to have a hit, you stay in that formula and there's like a certain structure and a lot of producers might be doing the same thing. Yeah. And so I think it's cool to kind of think out the box and say, so what if we did something different? You know, because I remember back in the day when I heard like Dale of Soul versus like Grandmaster Flash versus like Public Enemy and they all sound different. Yes. Right? It's all hip hop, but it's like coming from different approaches. One is like psychedelic. One's like really kind of taking noise and doing all kinds of cool things with noises. And, and the other one's kind of like old school kind of DJing. Um, and so it's like, there's so many different things within, you know, even hip hop. It's just weird when the people get stuck and like, well, I'm only going to do trap and I'm only going to do techno. I'm only going to do this. So you're already outside of that, which is, I think that's cool as an artist because it keeps you, I think it keeps you from being like stuck <laughs> in a rut. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It does uh, help with that. <laughs> so when you go, we go into school like, what type of courses are you taking for people who are into music production? Maybe you could kind of talk about like uh, for those people who may be thinking about doing that, what are you doing um, on your coursework? Um, so far I did a class um, for Ableton, which was helpful. And then uh, last semester, I did the start of music theory, which I suck at, apparently. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to remember what else I've taken. Ear training, harmony mm -hmm. classes. and uh, So what did you find the most useful? Was the Ableton like the most useful thing you learned or some of the music theory stuff was kind of interesting that you could apply? Music theory stuff was interesting, but definitely I think my favorite course um, was actually my, I did a DJ course, but mm -hmm. the teacher was just really cool in that class. Um, but I mean, the Ableton class did help me learn a lot. I feel like it, it gave me like the basics from, you know. Yeah. And for all those who don't understand, like Ableton is a digital audio workstation. And, um, you know, if you're going to be a music producer, knowing how to use your DAW is pretty important. <laughs> it's so important. <laughs> because it's yeah. like the difference between like, making a hit and maybe not making a hit <laughs> pretty uh, much and and then just learning how to use it so like do you do you use it primarily for writing or do you use it for performance too or do you wait and do you use your dj like uh like you know a pioneer system for for doing the djing or you you know how do you integrate it um i pretty much just use ableton to produce for djing i use tractor your tracker, um, okay. but they, it does. Um, you can sync it with Ableton, which is kind of cool, but I haven't done that yet. Yeah, a lot, a lot of rock bands use it for like backing tracks. Yeah. So, like, if you have like like an alternative or indie band, even big bands, will go on stage with 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 like some type of DAW linked up with their their uh, their actual like uh, people who are managing their their sound, and um, it's a cool way to be able to reproduce your record live because then you can actually do what you couldn't do in the back in the day you know you couldn't have all your backing tracks from your master 
but now you can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's true. I guess that would have been difficult back in the day. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> people just try to replicate it, but I kind of like the idea of just not exactly sounding like you did on in the studio. So when you go to play, do you, have you been able to play live at all? Uh, not really. Um, since the pandemic started, I did do two things in New York with DJ Stoon. Um, and I've done a couple like local things, but nothing. I haven't so gotten to do actual, anything. Like live shows. Yeah. Well, that was cool. So, <laughs> so was that a really cool experience to to, to actually do what you do live? Did did you feel like a Performance and writing are like two different things, I think, for any musician. And so, like, when you go to play live, do you kind of, you know, just have fun with it or try to, you know, stay true to what the original sound is? Um, I love remixing. So when I DJ, I just, I like to mix a lot of crap together <laughs> as much as I can to make it sound cool, but without making it crazy because, you know, you don't want to get carried away. But so um, I say, I, I wouldn't say I like, I don't know. I guess it's an average amount for a DJ. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like DJ and a lot of it is kind of improvisational. Yeah, I mean, you you could you could kind of stick to what you wrote, you know. But I think the fun of it is okay. You're feeling the crowd, and you start going in a direction, and you you feel something, and you might change it up. Yes, just in the same way that a rock band. Like if I'm if I'm playing, you know, my keyboards, and I'm with a rock band, I'm going to go off and follow what the guitar player is doing, follow what the drummer's doing, kind of just go. And yeah. I think like you guys get the feel from the crowd. It kind of feeds back, right? And that kind of tells you like, okay, maybe I'm going to get go in this direction because you see what the what the crowd wants or yeah. what they're digging, right? Yeah. So so are, we know we have another song we could put up, but are you working toward just putting out like singles or are you working toward like doing like an EP of your work or a mixtape? Like, how are you presenting your work? So far, I have done just singles, but I actually am working on a Halloween EP right now. Oh, <laughs> it's, wow. actually, it's almost finished. I've got one more song I got to finish and I'm going to put it out. So it actually has a Halloween theme? Yeah, it's just spooky songs. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> nothing like actually says anything about Halloween in it, but they're eerie. They're eerie. It's kind of, <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. Like yeah. I'm the ghost, so I always like to do something in Halloween. So. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, we we go, but we're ghost all year, so Halloween's kind of like, I guess we have to step it up a notch. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so so, have you been doing any like live streaming? Have you been able to do DJing like live streaming, or is it hard to do that? I did do two shows. Um like live streamed one of them was just a radio show and I did do a video one mm -hmm. but uh I, I don't know it it was easy I guess but I didn't like that you can't see how people were reacting to it <laughs> so yeah. it doesn't like I have less energy I feel like when I'm not in front of a crowd versus when I'm in front of people because yeah I think that's the big problem I talked to a lot of different musicians in the last year and like rock bands especially they're like they really need the crowd but then like djs too it was like well, i think all musicians like it's hard to kind of get your psyched i mean I, the weird thing is like i've been doing online stuff since like 2016 before anything happened and i just found a, i just find a way to kind of get in a zone 
and I and I'm not looking for any kind of feedback. I just get into the zone of actually the song. Yeah. And I find if I get really into it and I kind of let go that I don't have interaction with the crowd, then I I can feel cool about it and I can kind of do a cool performance. But I, I get the fact that a lot of bands and a lot of artists I think just need you know especially even vocalists they they kind of need to read the crowd or they don't really yeah. feel good about what they're doing <laughs> but yeah because you don't know like especially with djing you pretty much are playing for the audience and if you can't see if they're like oh this is horrible or if they're like rocking out to it it kind of makes it hard like i miss the engagement part of it yeah it'd like, be cool if there was a way to kind of gauge the immediate like likes like if you could pick up the likes and it would feed back into your set or something so you hear like applause or you hear the you know, not to distract you, but to see some kind of feedback to know that you're kicking it, right? That, that so if they made idea. something because of the pandemic, like so many people have to do live stuff, it would be cool if there was a way to actually see, maybe even see faces of the crowd and people putting their thumbs up or something so to make you know what's going on. That would definitely be helpful for sure. Yeah, yeah maybe somebody out there think about that. <laughs> you should invent it. You should invent yeah. the program. Yeah, I think I'm going to talk to some people because I've actually talked to a bunch of bands and artists that that's their major complaint. It's they, tough. They don't, they don't like doing online because they can't feel the crowd. You know, yep. if there's a way to make you feel the crowd, then I think more people will be willing to do it. Um, so I think that's cool. So we have another song that we have for you, and I'm going to try to see if I can get it up. It's called Get Wild. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to cue that up this whole second while I try to set that up. Um, but in the meantime, it's like, so the Halloween album, when is that going to come out, the EP? While I try to set this up. Um, as soon as I finish this last song, it I'm going to go ahead and distribute it. So probably, I'd say at least by October 1st, but I well, want it sooner. But <laughs> you're we'll see. Working on it. You've, you've been working hard on it. I have. I have worked pretty hard. So is there any kind of new techniques that you want to talk about that you're introducing in your music or something that's interesting in the development of uh, um, that new album? Well, I think since the last time I was on here, um, I was just learning. So I was not great at arranging a song. <laughs> so I've gotten better at that which is good at figuring out the hook and <laughs> like where stuff goes where stuff goes it's like okay here's the hook and here's the drop or here's this you know so now you've you kind of have have a good idea because you've been taking theory yes like, yeah you can kind of apply like okay well this is how you can get people to be into your song because you structure it in a certain way did they, did they kind of go through like music history to teach you like different techniques or just overall concepts I am doing music history this coming semester that starts like towards the end of this month, but right. I haven't used music history yet. They oh. haven't like brought anything other than like writing music. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, but they haven't done any of the cool stuff yet with the history. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gotta I get think... the, the boring stuff out of the way, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of interesting what you have to do um, to just, uh, you know, be out there um, in this in the educational environment. There's so many things that are kind of traditional, and probably be kind of boring to people. 
but I think it's some, um, <laughs> you know, there's some things that they, they engage a student more. And, you know, this, I don't know, like in the, in the way the world is today, you know, people want to, you know, focus on Bach and Beethoven. I think it kind of makes them snore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, it's but, bad. But then they didn't get think about like chord structures and stuff, you know, learning like beetle chords, like what makes something a beetle chord compared to like a major minor chord. I mean, there's certain things that are kind of cool um, that I can get into, but we're going to play your song, get wild and we'll put you on mute and we'll talk about it on the back end. All right. to party party I like to go out I like to party party I like to get wild I like to party party 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 to go out i like to party party i like to get wild i like to party party i like to go out i like to party party i like to get wild i like to party party
so that would get wild. So is that your voice or is that a sample? That was a sample. <laughs> it's not me. Yeah, I was just wondering. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool because sometimes people use their own voice, but so you that was a sample. So um so maybe you can talk about like the structure of that song. Like how is that like you use an Ableton or is that how did you put that together? That one was Ableton. That was my first song I ever made on Ableton, actually. Wow. So did you use the, like the soft sense and stuff there inside of it to get those really kind of heavy synth wave tones? Yeah. Some, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I just mess with settings until it sounds cool. Yeah. Cause you got some <laughs> really cool kind of um, synth pads that are kind of gyrating in this kind of real like guttural attack, which is <laughs> you know, really cool. Thanks. Yeah, I just like I like the way you use them. So it's like you use different like effect chains and stuff to do that. You just play with it till you get what you want. Pretty much. <laughs> I just yeah. I still don't know like technicals on how to do a lot of stuff. So I basically just like I'll see Pretty something much. and be like, what does this do? And then I just Yeah. That's know. how you actually learn. I mean, all my synthesizers like that I didn't go to Berkeley to learn how to do my synths, but like eventually like once you own it then you have your Moog, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to touch every dial yeah. and kind of go through it and say, oh, I like that, right? I'll remember that. I was like, oh, I like this. And so I like to kind of like with synthesizers, like there's, there's stuff you can learn. You can go to school and say, oh, LFOs do this and envelopes do that. But there's nothing that replaces actually sitting down for like a couple hours, just playing with stuff with say, well, maybe I should do what they say you shouldn't do. Yes, and, I do that a lot. And, and like run something like backwards or upside down is like in a way that they is not the traditional way to use that capability. And then it's like, okay, we're just playing with it. To me, is like th that's kind of the heart of music. Like if you just experiment and you do just like whatever feels good or whatever sounds good, right? Like whatever sounds good, you have theory and that can help you get to where you need to be. But it's like if you have your own instrument, you've got it in front of you, you got Ableton or you got some other thing, you just playing around with it can get a lot of a lot of good done. Is that the way you feel? That's how you write? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I just I just mess with stuff until I figure it out. Yeah, until it sounds the way you want it to, right? Yes. But um so so you got the Halloween record. And um, so when you do the Halloween record, are you going to try to do any kind of Halloween themed like shows or anything that are coming up? Or, or is that because of COVID the way it is, there's still nothing like that going on? It's really hard to do anything like that right now, especially when you're like me and you're not like huge. Mm -hmm. So like I would love to do a show, but um, I don't know. It's I feel like things are getting stricter again and yeah like, it's hard to get into clubs and stuff now because it's like you're still having like problems yeah so i mean what we've been doing is like i i think i showed told talk to you like in july we did a online festival where we had a bunch of the guests that were on and we had you know, like uh from the 16th to the 18th we had like 22 bands play for like three days like live wherever they were that's awesome and they, and they did they did sets <clears throat> and we're actually thinking of doing it again in november so we're, we're so we, we're doing an open invitation to anybody we interview uh so you know november 19th through the 21st we're going to do another peg bedroom producer festival so if you feel awesome. you could uh you want to do something like that 
everybody gets to do like a half hour set. Yeah, I'm down with that. Sounds so fun. It, yeah, because basically you think you just use your tractor, like especially with DJs, it's easy. It's like if you just use your your DJ equipment and then feed it into StreamYard through whatever audio interface you have, it'll 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 work. Um, but we do tests awesome. for people to make sure. It so we we do like sound checks with every band to make sure they actually can have it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> then when we get closer, if you're into it, then then we then we can set it up and and we do promotion stuff like we put a put a poster up and everybody that's gonna play is on the poster and you know it ends up being live it's pretty cool so Sounds we think awesome. it's a cool thing with a lot of yeah bands that can't play today it's like okay we'll just keep on doing this bedroom producer thing we're thinking of trying to do it four times a year so this year we only did it gonna do it twice but next year we're planning to do it like four times and when the pandemic gets like gone we've got God, some I'm connections so in new york yeah, we got some connections in New York where we might actually be able to do a live show in New York with a bunch of bands in multiple locations. So that's, awesome. that's something we, we're we hoping to do. So if you're into it, you can jump on the peg train. I'm <laughs> and, on it. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, yeah. So we think we just like to give people, you know, like the way we can now, we just showed two of your, two of your um, YouTube sound videos. Um, and we like to promote people who are independent artists. And uh, we think doing the interview is cool, but then also being able to present you in a concert. We also are working on a thing that where Facebook allows you to do ticketed events and then tie them to particular artists. And we're going to actually try with a couple artists we interviewed in England, a way to do a Facebook ticketed event for like a dollar or 50 cents and see if we can get people to actually pay to see people online. That so would be cool. Be, yeah, so we're working on that too, going into 2022. So we're gonna, we have a like a guinea pig band that's gonna try it. Love that. <laughs> it's gonna be our lab, lab, lab experiment. They're gonna try to see if they can get their fans to actually buy the tickets. <laughs> That'll so, be a fun experiment for them. Yeah, they think they can, so we'll see. So we'll try to see if we can actually do it. but. Yeah, it's hard to do it if you listen. You got to have a certain fan base to do it. But but we think the fe other festival, we don't charge tickets. So we want to see what kind of response we get. So if you're into that, just get, get in touch with us. And we're hopefully, you know, you'd want to do that. And that would be cool. It sounds fun. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. So so I think we've, we've kind of gone through everything. Unless you want to talk to your fans about uh, anything new you're working on or collabs that are coming out that you want to promote, you know, maybe tell us if there's anything else you want to be um, talking about with your work that your fans should know. Um, there is a song that's not going to be on the Halloween EP. Um, I'm not sure of the date yet because uh, we're still waiting on labels. We've had a few offers, but we submitted to some bigger people too. So we're kind of waiting on those <laughs> to tell us no or yes. Um, hopefully, um, before we pick which okay, one we want. Like a, 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 you might have a separate single from the EP for Halloween. Yeah, it won't be for Halloween, this one. And I don't know, the like, it's finished and ready to roll, but we're just waiting to you see who's... Out. Oh, you don't want it. Yeah. Yeah, we just want to see who's so going to sign it. To... Oh, okay. But it wouldn't come out in that time. You'd give it a different time to come out so it doesn't compete with your EP. 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely wouldn't be able to come out that quick anyway. Like, even if I picked a label today, they wouldn't be able to have it in by the beginning of October, probably. Because uh, last time oh, I released through a label, they took like three months to drop my song. So it just depends. Yeah, I guess. yeah. When you go through, yeah, when you go through a label, that might not end up until twenty twenty two the way they are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from my experience. basically, yeah, it can take forever. It can take a long time. Yeah, to do anything. <laughs> but um yes. yeah it's, it's I have, i've had experience with some labels i've worked i've actually done the with a swedish label and a new york label and we put out like an ep and we put out singles and stuff but i always end up just doing stuff myself because i just have too much content <laughs> yeah but, um, <laughs> that's, that's my problem i mean i write too much but um do you find that you write more content than what you can put out um I did in the beginning. I have a lot of unreleased stuff right now, actually. Um, but I don't know. I've, the last couple months have been hard for me, like creatively. I've not been putting out or like doing as much as I was mm -hmm. like two months before. But yeah. Is it because you had to concentrate on your coursework or you just weren't in the, in the kind of zone? Cause I think as an artist, sometimes you got to be in a zone to be excited about what you're doing. And then yes. like, if you don't really have the energy, is it more like that, that you didn't have the energy to kind of push something because you weren't really there thinking it, feeling it? Yeah, I think um, it definitely wasn't school because I, I was, I don't know, I think I was just like maybe depressed or just needed a break in general. So I took last semester off of school and I was like, I'm going to create more, mm -hmm. but I really, I, I made like three songs during that whole like three months or whatever it's been <laughs> since then. But um, it was, I needed that break though. Like, I feel like I was doing too much. And now mm -hmm. I feel I'm more creative like this last couple weeks than I was the whole like few months. So, yeah. It's weird things with like creativity. <laughs> I always feel that um, like, like sometimes I get this big like flood of stuff. Like I'll be suddenly, I'll get all these ideas and I can like, I'll have like a whole album. And it'll, it'll happen like in two or three weeks and then it will drop off. And then, like, well, I had that period of like three weeks where I just wrote like 10, 15 songs. And then it goes down to like, zip. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> and like, okay, well, so there's like, okay, <laughs> I'll do more podcasts. <laughs> but um, it's good when you have something else to do. But um, yeah, I think it's it's exciting that you that you're you're back doing stuff. I like the newest work you're doing. You've actually the sound is really dynamic, and I, I think people should check it out. We're gonna okay. include the links to the YouTube videos that we just played. So we ask everybody who listens to this program or watches it to please click on the link. There's a link tree um, link that's been running um, the whole episode. Go check it out. Check out Blue or Blue it up. And, uh, you know, we always ask everybody to, you know, go to YouTube, subscribe, like it, share it, playlist it. That's how you support artists. So we, we really think people should do that. You know, if you're on SoundCloud or your Spotify, anywhere you are, if you have an artist that you love, just don't listen. Make sure you like it. Make sure you download it. Make sure you, you buy it where you can buy it. That's what we do to support artists that we like. So we thank you for being on the program. Thank you. And uh, well, hopefully you'll you'll want to be part of the peg thing. We'll talk to you about that later, and have a good night. You too. Thank you.